0: Welcome back to Racing Through Life. This is a podcast hosted by Open Race. And Open Race is a real time virtual running app striving to connect and motivate runners, as well as help event organizers increase revenue, reach a larger audience, and provide a more interactive virtual race. We're actually available on the App Store, Apple App Store, right now. So go download it, check it out. You won't regret it.
1: Race your friends, Matt. Great intro. Couldn't have said it better myself. What's going on, guys? Uh, this is Racing Through Life, our podcast where we reach out to different um, athletes, athletes of endurance sports, athletes of all kinds, uh, track, cross-country, uh, trail running, all that good stuff. Great guest today. A little entrepreneur to Jared Eaton. He is a 60 and 110 meter hurdles. He's training for the 2021 upcoming Olympics, currently based in Arizona, training hard, working hard, and um, great interview today. I'm excited. Awesome. Let's
0: bring him on. Awesome. awesome. Welcome, Jarrett.
1: What's going on? How are you, man? I'm Christian, Matt. Uh, so yeah, this is our podcast, Racing Through Life. So basically, we just reach out to different athletes in the endurance, sports endurance world across country, uh, track athletes as well. And we love hearing kind of about your stories like on the, of course, on the track, but as well as like outside of the track, what you like to do every day-to-day life, the side projects you got going on. I know you got a few. So uh, we're really interested in excited to get you on here kind of where are you calling from today
2: phoenix arizona great weather there eh yeah beautiful it was a little cold today it was 60 69 so what is that <laughs> That's is that like
1: 20 <laughs> degrees for us what is that is that like yeah, really oh, warm
2: celsius jeez, oh you asked too much math yeah uh, i don't know how to convert that but yeah it, it, it's not it's not
1: yeah we're at i think we had one degree one celsius. degrees today celsius. freezing because we're we're in <laughs> toronto canada so oh. we're We're getting to winter now, and it's I'm not looking forward to it. Well, actually, I kind of am. I actually don't mind the winter, but the cold
0: transition. Yeah, it's like it's cold, but like there's no snow on the ground, so it's like there's nothing to do. But when it gets like there's snow, then we got like snowboarding, pond hockey. Um, Yeah. yeah,
2: So
1: how's COVID life there in Arizona?
2: Um, it's difficult. You know, things are locking down. Um, Restaurants are being a little bit more safe, so no eating. But uh, for the most part, people are trying to cope with it the best they can. You know. People are wearing masks down here, but, you know, just kind of dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, did you grow up there? No, I grew up oh. outside of Philly. Oh, nice. How was that? Uh, good. I was nice high school, nice, you know, area around there. So um, right. I really like my high school and everything. So,
1: When did you get into running?
2: When did I get into running? Um, this was about – seventh grade eighth grade okay um, my gym teacher was like hey man you're over here killing everybody <laughs> <laughs> running these laps and stuff like that and he's like you should join the track team because i was a football guy big football yep. and um yeah he's like yeah you should join the track team you're fast and so i was like yeah cool yeah that works and i walked onto the track team and been running track ever since you, what
0: did uh, what events did you do prior to doing the 60 meter hurdles Jeez. so
2: i've done in high school, I've done high jump, done long jump, I've done 400, the two, the four by one, the four by four. Jeez. Um, like everything under the 800, because that's a little—that's where you start getting into like I'm a crazy person territory. <laughs> <laughs> I did the 400 hurdles though, so I've lost a little—you know—I got a little screws loose in my in my head, but. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be pretty crazy to do the four hurdles. Four hundred hurdles, jeez. Yeah. Are those how far
0: apart are the hurdles in that?
2: No clue. I just know it's around. Jeez, um, I haven't done this in since like college. But usually it's like I'm sitting here trying to think of my steps. I can't. I was going to make up a number. I don't know, but it, it's pretty far. You're getting uh, close to 12, 13 steps in between. Okay. That pattern. So, however many feet that is.
1: <laughs> would you? Would you play? What uh, position did you play in uh, football?
2: I did. I uh, was a wide receiver and nice. a cornerback, believe it or nice. not. yeah.
1: Did you end up stopping football once you started track or how did that kind of transition go out? I did.
2: So I got recruited for football um, Nice. College at a nice. division two school called Westchester University. It's right cool. outside. Of awesome. And um, I was, I walked onto the track team later, but I played um, cornerback and mm-hmm. so played and all that stuff so um I walked onto the track team there and um I was doing really well excelling and uh my high school coach was like hey man you know you could probably run division one if you wanted to you could transfer I didn't really understand the whole concept of transfer transferring at the time so uh he explained that to me and at the end of the indoor season I was looking for other colleges to go to by that time and so outdoor season started and then I ended up falling um into Syracuse, but I had to stop football because I wanted to just give my all my focus on one sport. And I have been doing two sports up until well, since seventh grade, I've been always doing track and football. Yeah, yeah. I just want to you know really focus. I wonder how good I could be if I focused just on one. And you know, and here I am. So,
1: <laughs> did you end up growing up? Did you play anything else other than football? Or was it always football for you? Growing up early in elementary, always um, football. Who's your favorite team?
2: Eagles man
1: oh no, yeah that was a bad totally. co- bad question no, no, yeah bad
0: <laughs> tough year for them this year eh oh
2: God <laughs> every year so. Wait,
1: no but can't they they can still take the division I'm pretty sure
2: really I the think team, I, don't, I, I don't know I, everybody sucks in our division but yeah they're oh, in there the, because they the, they got the, the
1: Giants stuff, the Eagles right? I think Washington and there's one I'm missing yeah. I'm missing someone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's pretty okay. sweet. So then going, so how was the recruitment process for you? Like senior year? Did you have a, quite a bit of schools where you were going oh, you had football, right?
2: Always football. Yeah. yeah. But it's kind of, it's kind of tough. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the collegiate system in, in high in America, but it's political a little bit. So it's some of the, yeah. you just have to know other coaches or they're sending your, your, your highlight tapes to other places. Yep. Um, my high school coach wasn't as, you know, he didn't have the network. That mm. could have gone, you know, to a better school had he had a better network. Um, but also, I wasn't sending my tapes out to, you know, all the Division One schools. It was just, you know, as a high school kid, you don't know what you should be doing. Yeah. Uh, but I had a, I had a lot of recruits come down and and look at film, and um, I could have went to a Division One AA school, but mm-hmm. I went to Westchester University, which gotcha. was the, uh, Division Two schools, and yep. you know, we were really really good.
0: Nice. So um, with the transition to Syracuse, what kind of motivated you to just stick to track and then how was your time at Syracuse?
2: Yeah. What motivated me was my athletic potential. I think I had a dream and a goal to say like, look, you always wanted to be at a division one institution. You know, got it here. So let's just focus in on one thing. Let's focus in just on track. Um, And my time at Syracuse was, um, I'm trying to, think of a couple words to put it in, but it was nothing short of just amazing. The, I had tremendous growth as yep. an athlete and as a human being at that school. I learned so much, you know, it's crazy that four years can, can just teach you so many things. Yeah,
1: you know,
2: 100%. Jesus, like, man, it's just so crazy. But um, no, I'm, I'm very thankful for my time at Syracuse and Syracuse has given me a lot in return, so.
1: How was the transition competition wise and like training um, getting there to Syracuse. Now you're going all in track. Was it top at the star and then keeping up with grades in school? How was that whole? I guess fresh first year in Syracuse. How was that?
2: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about. I felt like I was a big fish in a small pond. Yeah, in, I made Division II nationals fairly easy, and I placed nice. third. Yeah, in, indoor and out. And so you go from that to struggling to make the you know the conferences and the, the yeah and the nationals. It's just like a whole nother dynamic to it that you're you're, mm-hmm. you're used to. And so as a sophomore I'm thankful for having the experience as a freshman yeah you know, too because that kind of helped my transition in versus yeah. a freshman who are just coming in but you know I wasn't I wasn't um like the the competition the talent wasn't too new to me got just, it you know I, I still was placing third there's yep. better than there yep. event, yeah. event. but it was just more of those guys you know Yeah. So, so, Third, I was placed in fifth, sixth. You know, yeah. into the mix. But um, no, I had great leadership and you know upperclassmen when I came there um, to kind of help show you the ropes and kind of ease that transition um, into the to the you know Division One college scene a little bit easier. So love yeah, that. That's awesome. So
0: during your four years there, you made a ton of progression. Then ended up winning the national championships. Did you win it in your senior year? Yeah, that was my yeah. senior year, um, my fifth year senior year. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. How how was, like, the progress? And, like, how did, for you, it probably seemed like uh, like you probably didn't see, I guess, didn't see so much progress, but, like, you're doing it every single day. But, like, if you mm-hmm. look back on it, how do you think you progressed over those four years to get to that national championship?
2: Man, tremendously. Like, my first year there it was a struggle um I'd call it my sophomore year my junior year was a little bit better um mm-hmm. you know, progressing with times and understanding you know how training is how to balance yep. in school and yeah life and all that other extracurricular stuff 100%. then um my senior year i actually tore my hamstring at oh IC- i was
1: 40. just about to ask about injuries
2: yeah so i tore my hamstring at ic A's, and that kind of Ended that, and so I redshirted my what would be senior year, and then um, came back my redshirt senior yeah. year, and then ended up winning that that national championship. But it was weird; I didn't think that I was going to run that fast, you know, or, yep. or run seven or nine at the time. Well, at the time, was fast. Now you got you know collegiate yeah. guys running that. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, you know, it was it was quite an amazing transition up to that point, and I've been through so many battles so many losses some yep. defeats that I was you know like a, a solid warrior you know I had gone through my my trials and tribulations and I was ready for that moment so
1: yeah well two-parter for me when you got the injury in senior year how was that I I always ask this because how was that mentally for you knowing um senior year you get that injury what was that like for you in that whole recovery process take me through that
2: yeah devastating I mean yeah. you're in shape you're in your fit you know you're yeah everything is you're riding on cloud nine and then you you get an injury like that that takes you out and um it's not only is the physical part aspect of it challenging in itself to repair your 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 body but yep. mentally it always is it's kind of there it's it scars you a little bit and yep. you know it's will i get back to where i was or can i push it you know even harder or you know will this forever be a hindrance on me you know like these things always are echoing in the back of your mind and it's kind of scary that you have to overcome two things at once and that's kind of the part that's not talked a lot about you know during an injury I think it is yeah. kind of now because people are a lot more open and
1: yeah
2: to talk about mental challenges that athletes yeah. have to, but that is at that time it was you know no pun intended, but another hurdle I had to get through.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was
1: good. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I always ask, especially with track athletes, because you, they, you work so hard. It's like a craft. Every day you wake up and you train to your craft, and then there's a lot of injuries. It's hard on the body, so when something like that comes up, I can, I always like to ask about how recovery and stuff like that was. Um, you said you did a lot of extracurriculars at Syracuse. What else did you do outside of you know schoolwork and, and uh, track?
2: Yeah, I, uh, I joined a fraternity. Uh, nice earlier in my uh collegiate career um and with that came you know helping community community service things like that and you're busy with fraternal things and love and, that you know, and then um doing community service outside of that in school as well and then you know college life in general yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah yeah what'd you study uh i went to school for public health
1: cool and you're still you're taking you're getting an mba right now correct me if i'm wrong
2: Yes. Awesome. Miami. Yeah. Awesome. So, what, no, uh, sorry, go ahead. I said, no, that's exciting as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. What Um, frat, like, was, I know frat, like, we don't really have, like, a frat life here. It's not good um, in Canada. It's really bad. You guys, <laughs> usually, like, each frat kind of stands for something. Was it, like, a specific like mm. frat? Or, like, yeah, this frat, you um, know, like, I've heard there's different types.
2: Yeah, so this, I would join Phi Beta Sigma fraternity, Um, and it's a um, it's a it's a service-based um, fraternity so oh, we love our community and building within our community and things like that so it was it was really great and, and a great experience to join that the fraternity and,
1: and what was the reason of joining the fraternity because I like it was just an it's another like thing to your schedule so I know you're already busy being a student athlete so what was the reason joining the fraternity what made you want to get a part of that
2: Uh, Giving back, I think that was the biggest part, and I I wanted to become part of an organization that was a little bit larger than myself, um, and where they had the same identity and kind of goals and and aspirations about community building and things like that, and helping black men kind of stand up and and be celebrated, you know, not celebrate, but like, help each other, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Creating this a brotherhood, so I I looked into that, and I, I thought that was a really dope thing that I would like to be a part of, so I ended up. Join and I had a friend who joined uh, the fraternity at my other school at Westchester University. So it was just like you know what, it's, it's kind of calling my name. So
1: yeah, I feel like a lot of people look at like fraternities and they don't know like there's actually a lot of good like giving back and it is like a really close knit like family thing. So I like I always like asking people like oh like why'd you join? And they all give like really similar responses that it's like another family and they give back like there's so much like care and give back to the community that like if you weren't in a frat like. You're probably not doing do you yeah, know what so I mean? Like you're not kind of they just watch. Head. They like no one's doing anything to help. They unless like, you're hosting events like on your own time, but like like you're probably not, you know what I mean? Like the frats that are like hosting these events. So that's awesome. I love that.
2: No, it's a it's a it's a much deeper level to what even all frats do. I think Yeah. Is, you, you get that idea, that little <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, people having crazy wild parties and things like that. But no, it's it's a lot more to it than it seems.
1: And you also, was that the reason, I guess, was that the reason you started? You have a nonprofit called The Extra Pair. What was the reasoning, uh, you know, creating that? Tell tell the viewers about that, all about it.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's kind of crazy. Service has always been a part of my life, whether it's been in high school. I did, was with a camp called Spark the Wave for the longest. Um, and there we taught kids how to become community leaders and run nice. their own service projects. In the community, so I... I did that when I was in uh, geez, my senior year of college or high school as well. So awesome and, and community service with my grandma as, as I grew up. So it's kind of like been that underlying part of me who that's always been there. And um, I, I ended up creating extra pair because I was a, a uh, coach at my high school at um, in South Carolina Nice. and uh, I realized that some of my kids were coming to school or to practice in their school shoes and when you know you tell them hey like you can't run in in chucks you know you can't run in jordans you know they're coming to, to practice in these shoes and I'm sitting there telling them and yeah, I know, I know you gotta get some running shoes. And then a week would go by and then two weeks would go by. And at some point I realized that it wasn't them not listening to me. It was them not being able to afford another pair of shoes. So I said, okay, now this is my time to step in. I can do something about it. So I ended up helping them and buying some shoes for the kids that I could. And um, I go off into the indoor season and I'm racing. Yep. Having conversations with some of my friends, and they're like, "Yeah, I got all these shoes. You know, I, Nike sends me X amount of shoes. Yeah, 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 closets full." I'm like, "Okay, well, would you mind donating those to me? Because I think I could find a, a nice home for them." And um, they're like, "Yeah, yeah." So I said, "Okay, Indoor USA, Indoor USAs. So let's like bring your an extra pair of running shoes for um, some kids."
0: So yeah
2: out in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and um, a lot of people participated in bringing shoes with them, just an extra pair, that's where the name came from, an extra yep. pair of shoes, and uh, we ended up donating 55, well, 56 pairs of running shoes to the high school, Yeah. and uh, U.S.A. Track and Field had donated some stuff as well, and they gave us tickets for some of the kids to come to watch the, the track meet as well, so awesome. um, it was just a great event that people loved, and I was like, you know what, this is this is something that I think I can continue on because it's not just a problem that my high school was having, it's not a problem that just Albuquerque, New Mexico was having, so I think it's a it's a national problem, so yeah. I said you know, I could maybe make this into an organization and made it a 501c3, and here we are today, so. That's amazing, wow.
0: Seriously. Good for you. You don't see a lot of people kind of like going out of their way to do that and get yeah. back and- Especially at such a young age that you're already doing it, and you started it even earlier, which is uh, yeah. amazing. So, where do you kind of see that going? Like, you kind of just working on that on the side. Um, they're still running that like daily, or how does that kind of look?
2: Yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bet. Not, not an organization is difficult, and I think that also is some of the reason why I wanted to become uh, or getting my MBA is I want to learn how to run a successful business. So um, I would love to see this grow into an organization that's sustainable and is kind of doing multiple events per year. Right now, I've attached myself, and USA Track and Field has been a great partner in this um, to USA Track and Field. So in tandem with the championships, because it was so easy for athletes to come and bring shoes, um, we'd have an event. So um, I like to get to a point where, one, we're not able to – solely rely on the the fact that you know professional athletes giving shoes, um, and that we can have and host our own events outside of track and field. And then also, I think it's nice to bring running shoes, but I think other sports as well can benefit from it, yeah. so, specific cleats and tennis shoes and and specific track spikes as well. So I'd like to help more sports than just um, track and field, but and, and and we'll get there though. But it's it's just it's just a process at the moment. So.
1: I mean, you got a lot on your play because you also started a gaming and vlog channel. Is that? Correct me if I'm wrong. So, so what do you? How did that start?
2: Yeah, literally a couple of weeks ago. So.
1: Oh wow! So that's like new, new project.
2: Yeah, new project. And so, um, I've got a teammate out here, Mitch uh, Moden. Okay, cool. And um, he's vlogging daily, and he's just like, yeah, you know, you should get into it. And I've heard other people say about you know, try to get into vlogging as well. You yep, in this story, you try to say it, and, you know, share it. And, um, yeah, I was just like, you know what, one day let's go. Like, you know, I've been thinking about it for so long you might as well just pull the plug and or pull the trigger and, and go for it. So I started the vlog to kind of just kind of document, uh, this year of track and field. We got COVID on, awesome. um, and also see how things have changed with travel and, and these track meets and, Um, I just wanted to mainly share my experiences within track to like my close family and friends. And so this is my way of doing it by making a vlog out of it. Um, And I got my roommate here, Freddie Crinton, He's uh, really big into cinematography and stuff. Nice. Surrounded by so many people who are pushing this, you know, creative idea on me. And it's just rubbed off and I was like, let's do it. And then the gaming thing, we're you know, play a lot of video games as a professional athlete. Sometimes you get some time. Yeah. And we're all very competitive. So we're just looking for other avenues to be competitive against each other. True. And um, yeah, it's it's just why not?
1: <laughs> what do you what do you play in the for the gaming? What do you uh what do you play?
2: Yeah, so my main game is um Apex Legends right now. Nice and, um, play a little bit of Call of Duty, um, because everybody does. So yeah. Um, Yeah, but main one is Apex, yeah.
1: So then with the vlog, is there a specific, you're just showing kind of, I I guess I'm assuming you're training up to the Olympics, correct? So you're showing that whole process leading up?
2: Yeah, um, I want to explore that process, but also I want to be a little different in that um, I want to be more engaging, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I like to uh, interact with the people who are watching it, you know, tailor some of my content towards maybe hurdle drills or a specific workout or you know abs things that i do behind the scenes my diet you know kind of dive into more personal things i i think i'm not there are more people who are more open and i think this yeah is my to say, hey this is what i'm doing and kind of get to know me a little bit yeah. 100 so.
0: yep so is this kind of also like you're trying to grow like your personal brand i was as well just about, as about to say,
2: say yeah and uh it it is as you can tell i'm i'm unsponsored at the moment so any sponsorship deals for me but um it is an avenue but it's not the main reason or the purpose i know something maybe could happen but i'm not i don't want to get too focused or caught up on that so yeah yeah yeah, i think
0: yeah i think a good uh way to kind of improve your growth and get more like viewers and stuff to youtube is through TikTok. yeah uh, if you've used it or, or have seen people using it or watch it um yeah. such a good organic growth there like we have an open race channel that, yeah like the first five like fourth video on our channel got like 1.4 million views Ooh. and
1: like, a very underrated platform that a lot of people shoot down
0: just like because the, just the because type of the, content, but you can yeah. create your own content. Like it's mainly like dancing and all that. And you like,
1: have a good niche. Exactly so you right. would hit directly hit like that track and field hurdles, like aspect. And even for your gaming, I see gaming TikToks all like, accounts all the time. If you took time, I know like you are busy, but <laughs> take if you took a little time to post one a day,
0: yeah, you're good growth on theirs. Very good because you're gaining its free bad.
1: eyes at the yeah. end of the day it's just the 40 pages free really, like it's just people can see and if people like it it's going to go to more eyes so yeah, that's your youtube in
0: there as well and explore into that a lot more yeah thank you for that
1: <laughs> hey man that was, hey man i like it it'd
0: too for like extra pair as well yeah, because um, people love those like initiatives on TikTok. Love it. A good like, there's some like, oh, I built like a business in six months or something, and like people blow those videos up. And they
1: like storytell And this is how we did it. And then they talk about like how they they came from an idea to like where it is today. It could be like a. And yeah, like if really you gave big. like
0: a quick rundown, like you just did of us with extra pair, that would that would use
1: million views. That story about you, how you were coaching kids, and then you realized they couldn't afford to and then you got your athletes to send some shoes, they would love that. Yeah,
2: beautiful shoes, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll see y'all on tac pretty soon. Then, then on you know, open race, computer. open
0: race, we're pretty small. Right. oh actually, we're not like 17k, yeah. But yeah. if you ever need like help or anything, or want some advice on like how to create the videos we're here oh, shoot, yeah. big a DM. fan of
1: tiktok not gonna lie i'm a big fan of tiktok it's great it's great, app. great great
0: app. Yeah. <laughs> awesome well we'll take it back to kind of running a bit too <laughs> that was a great segue but um your professional career so far um the 2016 2018 you did the 60 meter hurdles at the
1: at, USA track and field championships. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, tell us how kind of that went and how it kind of leads into your plans for the future Olympics as well in the future.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So winning the USA track and field indoor championships was huge. I think um, becoming a, you know, a national champion is important. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's yep. one of the things that you're trying to knock off your list of things yeah. to help work your way up to those greater goals. Mm-hmm. Um, And it was a great, you know, entryway, 60 meter hurdles are my strength and um, played into my strength. And I was able to get um, a silver medal at the world indoor championships as well. So um, that was in 2018. And uh, really kind of just, like I said, kind of just walking up the, the, I've done this, I've done this, I've done that. Let's keep progressing with the career. Um, And I think it gives me a lot of international experience. It gives me a lot of, experience and pressure um or or or, you know racing under pressure yeah a lot of people sometimes don't get until they're in that you know situation very true Um, i think that comes with just being a veteran in itself and you know going through all of these different races and and, you know championships and stuff but um i think it sets me up nicely for trying to make the olympics this year for the team usa um as we go into the olympic trials because it's going to be um Fairly difficult for yep. you know, anybody to be top three. And I think there's every day, every year, there's going to be a new contender who's going to run 13 1 or better. And yeah. uh, just add their name to that long list of why the United States are so dominant in yeah. the 110 hurdles. So um, trying to add my name this year. Um, and I think everything that I've gone through in the past kind of leads up to that. And especially, which is why I'm here in Phoenix, Arizona to give myself the best chance.
1: I was just going to say, cause you talk about the mental side of things. I think for track athletes, especially not so like cross country, you have a track athlete, especially races are so fast, right? It's literally less than less than a minute, less than 20 seconds, depending on your event. Um, how mental, like when you actually get, you train so hard, like for that one moment, have, have you seen like, just from your experience being in the industry, you know, people, even in the NCAAs, um, people not under the pressure like it, it gets to them like it's hard like you got to literally um like surround out like the noise and just focus on the run any like i guess tips for anyone listening that is in the track world to how to kind of block the noise and just focus in that moment and like give it your all any tips there
2: yeah um i think it all starts at practice for me okay um, i see a lot of people who can't handle that stress but never yeah have- practice in it and so uh, just take football for example when they're you know football players are practicing and they're about to go to a game they practice with loud noises right and they're a lot of stimuli yeah they're anticipating the crowd affecting them right in that high yep. we as track athletes sometimes don't put ourselves in that training environment so good point it's it's if you're not gonna get it through experience by racing, then you have to try to kind of recreate that in your practices to make it, you know, so that you're not as a total shock, you know, and yeah. even just going through rounds at championships, that's sometimes new for people to go through three, four rounds yeah. in a, in a, in a, in a championship. Uh, but that's just something you have to do. And it's something you have to train for. So my advice would be try to train for it at, at practice, whether it be have more race simulation things in, you know, yeah. With, people in your group or um create a a situation where it's a little bit higher pressure where your coach says hey look we got two reps (laughs) you hit the time on these two reps or practice is done you know it kind of kind of makes you right now i gotta dial in i only get two chances at this it's not like i have four or five you know like normal practice but you kind of train that and the only way to do it is through through reps and experience so yeah good answer great answer Um,
0: I wanted to kind of touch on. You said 110 uh, hurdles. Is it? Do they not have the 60 meter th- at the Olympics?
2: Nope, just the uh, 110 meters outdoors. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, so do you, know still, do
0: you train differently then for both, or is it just like a long yeah. kind
2: of it's, it's, extra? One helps you for the other. So the 60 meters can help you with the beginning stage of your race, but then there's an additional five hurdles in the 110. Yeah. So um, it's just. Sixty meters plus <laughs> fifty more. Yeah. And, um, but the training is is identical. Uh, everything just gets a little bit longer, and, and you work different rhythms. And um, uh, I gotta explain this. Like, it's just everything's just a little bit longer. So, yeah. what's
1: your uh workout split for people wondering at home? I guess number of times in the, I guess weight training, and then I, I'm assuming running nearly every day of the week. So, what's your workout split look like?
2: Yeah. So um, well run something hard on monday uh 450s yep. 300, 350 mm-hmm. uh that's death day and then we come back and we'll hurdle and uh wednesdays is usually active recovery so okay. times 200 you know type deal minute rest in between get the heart rate going and um thursday we'll hit a long hurdle day uh fridays is usually our speed endurance day yeah because fall we are still We're not at that point, so we're doing a little bit more anaerobic stuff, and then Saturday hills, and then Sunday off, and then we repeat the week. So we'll lift three times a week, usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and um, we'll do a body circuit on Wednesday in in addition to that kind of recovery stuff. So we're lifting heavy power clean weights twice a week. Okay. um, And then a a body circuit. And we're doing abs and push-ups. All the smaller things are kind of on our our own. Okay, nice. there, as you know, a little circus throughout the, the week, but um, we're easily getting in gosh, three, four hundred, five hundred abs a day, and then uh, push ups close to a hundred push ups a day. I think it's just you know, it's just love amazing. that. It sounds a lot, it's not y'all, y'all space, yeah, is yeah. <laughs> but it's really not. You have 24 hours to do it, right? Yeah, we'll, that's true, it's a good plan. So, we'll. 200 or you know, 50 crunches is not hard at all. And so, yeah. it takes 30 seconds, you know. And so, there's about three, three minutes, four minutes twice a day to get, you know, 400 abs in. And then you do 50, 50 push ups in the morning, 50 push ups at night. night yeah. Do. Yeah. And I also sprinkle in a little bit of yoga. Uh, for nice. Keep the body loose and, and kind of pliable. So, I think it really helped me out in the past that it's something I got away with. Or got away from um, previous years uh, in the last couple of years, but really wanted to get back to, to honing in that that yoga and that core. Because you'll see like old women, when I used to go to a, a yoga studio, being able to hold these hard positions, and I'm right next to them, sweating like, oh, you know, I can't, uh, I can't do a down dog or, you know, this little bird dog position. And
1: my you know, mom is like a so, like, she's very good. Like, she does yoga quite often. And I went once. I remember it was hot. Have you done hot yoga? Yeah,
2: I've done it once, but not like the, the extreme hot,
1: no. Okay, so my mom would do this hot yoga thing. I'd never keep in. I'd never stretch, never yeah. would. Um, So she's like, you should come to like a hot yoga class. And like stupid me, I'm like, yeah, okay, sounds great. So we go. I'm do- That is the hardest thing I've ever done. I literally had to stop, leave. I felt like it was like a yak. Yeah. And my mom's doing like a handstand. I'm like, I can't even, I'm falling at certain points from the sweat on my thing. I was struggling. I, that was the worst hour of my life. I guarantee <laughs> hot yoga was terrible. I was, oh my God.
2: It's truly amazing. And, and to watch other people do it so effortlessly. and So
1: just- effortlessly.
2: Yeah. What am I missing here?
1: <laughs> I, chewed. I was like, this is stretching. I like, this looks like you're doing a one handstand. Like what yeah, is doing yeah, one right. arm handstand? <laughs> I was, yeah. Yoga is probably one of the most underrated and hardest things yeah, in the yeah, world. I'm easily.
2: Sign that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Right.
0: So what are your kind of like goals? Um, I guess, and I don't want to look too far past <laughs> the Olympics because a lot of people are just focused yeah, on, on the Olympics. That. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you can, upcoming to the Olympics and then post Olympics as well like what are your kind of goals both on and off the track
2: yeah um so we'll just take it chronologically so we have world indoor championships that's supposed to be in China we'll see with okay COVID who knows if that's going to go through
1: yep Um,
2: but we'll still be ready for that and then um the Olympics hopefully making this Olympic team Yep. after that we have the world outdoor championships which is nice U.S. soil so cool. I'd love 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 to make that team yeah in the United States in Oregon like that would be an amazing you know accomplishment you know yeah I'm not gonna have and then um then it would be uh the world outdoor championships or indoor championships again in 2022 so uh, kind of got a lot of championships back to back yeah which is great because you know you're running you're staying focused and you're in that rhythm you're just riding that wave um and then in between, personally, I like to be, you know, you know, updating my or upgrading my personal projects, you know, along the way. Yep. So my successes on the track, I can spread that through um, all these little side projects and things that I'm doing. And, and I think it all it all encompasses the picture of who I am, right? So yep. I love to have success and bring everything along with me, and you know, share my story. So. That's awesome. I love that.
0: I think uh, you're definitely on the right track yeah. and you're, you're doing everything that can, I can kind of just see it. Like you give a persona that uh, of exactly what you're doing as well. Track yeah. doing your uh, the giving back service. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the end of the podcast. All the questions that we had, we have something that we usually do with all the guests at the end um, called yeah. a speed round. Fits the kind of whole running track and field vibe. Um, yeah. but, uh, we've got a list of questions here. We're going to just throw them at you. Give yep. us uh, what you uh, can think of right off the top of your head so, uh, okay. and then we'll, we'll end it off.
1: And the, but the last one's a little more like sentimental. So you can take, we always like, you can take time to answer the last one. So am yeah. I, Yeah, starting?
0: Yeah. Go for it.
1: <laughs> What's your favorite sport other than track and field? Football. Okay. who do you cheer for? Philly. Oh yeah. I already asked that. Bad question. <laughs> Bad question. <laughs> Bad question.
2: Favorite food. <laughs> again favorite food uh favorite food would have to be um geez i love everything so much it's a really hard choice i love um like chinese food Love chinese okay. food. consistently throughout the week so you're gonna you know, love
0: going man. to uh
1: to china love
0: going to china then yeah I'm, yeah <laughs> okay and, and see
1: how hey, that is so favorite yeah. ice cream flavor
2: um. Oh, cookies and cream. Actually, yeah. Um, no. Yeah, I'd say cookies and cream. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Good uh, answer. Your
0: favorite
2: country visited? Oh, France.
1: Okay. okay. France. Favorite movie?
2: Favorite movie is the movie that I've probably seen the most in my life, which is Forrest Gump.
0: Okay. <laughs> Cats
2: and yeah. dogs. Uh, dogs all the way.
1: Yeah. Seriously. I know. Sweet <laughs> or salty?
2: Uh, sweet.
1: Okay.
0: If you had to travel to one place before you died, where would it be?
2: I'd have to go to, oh, man. I'd love to go to Africa somewhere in Af- South Africa. Um, okay. Africa, that's just like a must see. So. Love
1: yeah. it. That's a good answer. And this is like the sentimental one. If you could have dinner with one person dead or alive, who would it be and why?
2: Oh man, dead or alive i think anyone i'd like to have dinner with uh, barack obama not nice. good answer and i think for just a multitude of reasons but i think what first off he just seems like such a cool guy like yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. The way he talks everything he's cool to me he's so chill and like i think a conversation would be like as smooth as it could possibly be i was trying to debate between him and like Will Smith, but um, I think Barack Obama and also some of the monumental things that he has just overcome, like being the first African American person, yep. that, that in itself is something that I think, I don't know, maybe we don't understand the gravity of it all until it's, you know, later down in the road, but yep. it's like such, a, such a huge feat that he accomplished that kind of broke any yep. glass ceilings by just being himself and I think just having a conversation with having dinner with him and sharing ideas I think that would be uh, I, I would be on cloud nine yeah that'd be awesome
0: he actually listens to this podcast so uh, he'll,
2: he'll be <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah Will Smith too also listens so yeah. maybe you'll get dinner with both of them Man, I yeah, wish I like,
2: hey, well we're from philly so you know we got that connection. <laughs> oh,
0: love it. awesome well um to all the viewers listening hopefully obama and will smith here in the crowd follow uh jared eden on youtube hopefully tiktok soon and uh check out ExtraPair.org. Um great cause there um and we'll definitely stay in touch we wish you all the best in uh, your track and field and preparing for the olympics and the world championships as well so uh good luck and thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you guys for having me.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Jared. Have a good one.
0: Have a great weekend. Wow. See ya.